Hello, hello, we are almost live. We are live. Let me record to awesome. Good morning. Um Yeah, kind of who wanna do that? Oh we wait till the last minute for me to uh pretty much set everything up so I'm always like in a rush moment. When I'm preparing for uh, these podcasts and these streams. Uh, so, I'm kind of one of those people too. That lays down in bed. And they're starving. And it's just like, I don't want to get up though. And then you only get up right when your hunger and starvation makes you more uncomfortable than how comfortable the bed is. So, then I finally get up. And then by that time, I'm like, alright, i got to like actually hurry up. So, um... So that's fun. So yesterday, I wanted to do this podcast. Um, This is the topic I wanted to do yesterday. However, I felt like I needed to do um, the eBay one yesterday because of the fact that we are... um, that goes directly to what I'm doing here and what I used to prepare. Like all the tools that I used on a discussed on my eBay podcast yesterday um, on the 2nd, April the 2nd, uh, is, you know, how I was able to get the tools for the Google interview. And I think it's important to put that context together so that everyone has an understanding of, oh, well, there's no excuse. Well, there are always going to be people that have excuses, but there's no uh, easy way to say like, well, um, this person um, has this available to them or they make X amount of money. It's easy to say that now because you are uh, not at a um, at an entry level. So it's harder for this. It's a bunch of excuses. Right. But I like to put everything in context. So that way everything leads to certain things. So in order for me to get to uh, get to the position that I'm at, there were like very, very, very uh, tough steps that I had to go through um, and other people had to even go through even deeper ones, which uh, I like. That's why I like to interview different folks. You know, Rudy wasn't even allowed to have a computer. Right. So uh, and he did his OSCP. If you guys didn't catch that podcast, go check it out. It's uh, it's a uh, episode one of Let's Talk Tech. It was, uh, I just posted it a few days ago. We did it about a week ago. So that was pretty interesting. OSCP certified. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, so it's really cool. Uh, and so I like to have more discussions with people to see what they've gone through and how they push themselves to achieve certain things. But in any case, uh, for me, uh, so I interviewed with Google and one of the things for me was, uh, it was really awesome because, uh, at the time, I never thought, um, it's still, it still is an incredible thing. I'm very proud of the fact that I went through the process. It was the most difficult interview I've ever um, done. A uh, very technical, very uh, lengthy. It, it had everything, uh, technical questions and then personality stuff and just like all that kind of in this own little box and uh, in all, and it took a long time. So the first initial contact was... Like one day, and then a month later, it was like five interviews or four interviews in a row, just back to back, boom, no stopping. 
So it wasn't like a thing where, okay, now they're going to ask you this. Oh, or the next one's going to be with a network engineer or with a sysadmin. So you, there's no, it's all right, cool. All right. Um, so he should be here in a moment. Uh, please stand by. They hang up. They hop into the call. It's just like, dude, <laughs> there's no time to prepare, right? So, okay, cool. I prepare for the networking stuff. Now it's prepared for system stuff. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, so um, it was no time for me to do any of that. But uh, I do, I did know I Google gives you um, what we're going to test you on, right? Or uh, cover. These are general topics. So I, I first thing I did, hopped on YouTube and seen if there was other videos, videos like this that people got interviewed. However, no one, uh, not at least that I've seen, has posted a video about like data center technician. That's what I applied for, data center technician. So... Um, Everyone's like software, software related, software engineering, um, things of that nature. So I was like, why not just do the on a, a network administrator, system administrator position, applying for um, a data center technician, uh, and, and then just give you an idea of what a data center technician does at this position. For me, it was. Uh, the title was a step down, in my opinion, but the company was like big leap. So the fact that I was just even gonna, the way I look at it was, I'm getting into the door with Google uh, with this position, so I'm willing to take the title cut uh, just to get into Google, right? So I just have Google in my name, a uh, bunch of small companies, and boom, Google. I think that would have been really cool and it would have been an awesome story. Uh, now I get the story about how I didn't get it, right? So, uh, okay, I didn't like, get that connection right away. I didn't, uh, I didn't get the Google interview. Uh, but uh, maybe one day I'll try again. Who knows? Uh, if they're hiring after all this, right? So, what happened, right? So, or actually real quick, the data center technician. So, I did research on what it did and all that. And for Google, you have to prepare for like, for companies like, for big companies like that, not just Google. Uh, Rudy mentions in his OSCP, uh, let's talk uh, tech uh, um, interview, is that um, he didn't get it for not knowing the likelihood of him not getting it was because it was most likely because of the fact that he wasn't able to answer some of the questions regarding uh, switches uh, history. The switch, the switch is as a company here in Vegas, uh, but it's a very big organization. And the reason why the likelihood of him not getting it because of that was very high because that was the only thing he felt he didn't have an answer for or got wrong during the interview. I don't want to say test, but it's not a test it's an interview. So. Uh, for big companies like that, you have to do research. You have to do what what does Google does. Uh, having the applications at the top of your head, uh, like Google Keep, um, uh, One uh, Google Drive, like things like that. How they operate, how they mingle, how these uh, um, applications connect with each other. Their ecosystem, right? So, um, I did a lot of research on what what the data set tenor uh, technician does. Essentially, what it is is that. You're, um, you're, you are, I don't want to say an administrator, but it's like, you are someone who replaces the hardware. You are the one who, uh, fixes the servers. You're the one who's like setting up, for example, like 50 PCs, a hundred PCs, 
and you all gotta like set them all at once or you gotta set up all the switch all the servers at once or you gotta set up spin up a bunch of vms um yourself with engineers work together uh they kind of like plan it and then you deploy it type of thing where uh uh using you heavy it's heavy on on scripting and if you already don't know but uh, google has their own version of linux so it's very close close to cent os so uh, there's it's very heavy linux questions and heavy um scripting questions so um those are the things i studied right and obviously networking all that so I didn't even. I what great part about this is that you know that's how you know whether or not you are uh, prepared enough for the position that you're applying for. Dep- like, do you have to study everything that they're requiring you to know, or is only some pieces? And for me, it was only some pieces, right? Um, and it was Linux and scripting. Those are the two things that I I, I knew about, um, and I've studied before, and I've worked on it, but not at a very high level that. Uh, Google requires you to. So I went ahead and I already had a book that I had bought a while ago, which is uh, this one here. Uh, you know what? I didn't even talk about that. So yeah, so the dancer technician works with engineers and you, you it's your hardware and also system heavy. So you're both and you're kind of like the do it all tech. You're the technician at the data center and it's and you have to pass, like, in my opinion, I think, and this is all just me referencing uh, based on security that I've experienced here in Nevada. But because of the data center and it's like a big, like all the core servers are there. It's like, it's really big. Uh, so uh, this, I think you have to pass like security background checks and all that. Uh, it, it's a, it's a, um, only certain people can access it, access the data data center in itself because of its importance and all that. Uh, I'm pretty sure they have like, um, see, like certain access. I I wouldn't I wouldn't I would I would be surprised if they didn't have like rotating access where like you can access it one day but you can't access it on the day depending on your schedule of shift. And that's one of the reasons why. And we'll talk about that after why I was kind of hesitant on not doing it. But at the same time, it's Google, so like it's crazy not to want it. But um, in any case, so that's what it does. So you're like a system guy. You're supposed to just fix everything, like everything that's broken and you need to travel somewhere and fix it. You're the guy who's fixing it all, like everything. So, and you escalate as needed. So that's pretty much what that does. That's what it does. So uh, based on the, the recruiter, right, they're in-house recruiting. So it's Google. They're, they have positions built on just hiring people. So this recruiter reached out to me. Well, I applied. They reached out to me. And then, uh, so I was like, okay, great. Like, and this was, God, like eight months ago, maybe. So I was like, okay, great. Um, you know, what am I going to be prepared for? And then she's like, oh, they're going to ask you these questions. Okay, great. So I sort of, I sort of, so before that, uh, yeah, they're going to ask you some of these questions. Um, take a look. And then I already started doing this work. So when I asked her, what are you going to cover? And this was the first like phone call. Oh, they're going to cover this. And it was like Linux and networking. Um, system questions and networking. And I said, is it more Windows-based or Linux-based? She said it's Linux-based. So I did my research and I found out that, that Google does their own version. So I was like, okay, great. So it's going to be heavy on Linux. So just focus on Linux. 
So this is the book I read. And I actually gave this to my uh, technician at work. But I read this book, uh, a bunch of highlighted everywhere. So, and what I did was I selected, there's like 30 chapters in here. I think I fully read 15 chapters, uh, but then I glanced over the other ones. There's other like intro, how to set certain things up. And those are stuff I skipped and I didn't have time. At that moment, I didn't have time to uh, read thoroughly through the whole thing, right? It's again, learning versus certifications. So remember I said, getting certified, like getting a Linux plus certification gets you more in-depth knowledge and gets you certified, right? So however, learning gets you knowledge quickly and whatever catches catches so whatever you learn um during that short period of time is what you grasp if you need to pick it up again just read it again and she's kind of refresh your knowledge because you don't you're not trying to get certified at this point so you're just trying to learn so this is perfect example so i was learning here it was just like reading shit so i got this book and i have a server again referencing my ebay podcast uh yesterday so go check that out if you haven't uh, and then it shows how I uh, researched servers and how to buy stuff and all that. So I have the server. I spin it up. I set up two VMs, uh, Manjaro and uh, Ubuntu. Yeah, because they're like two different distros and have two different commands. So I was like uh, messing with uh, just the command lines. It's just that way I can understand um, two di- two different variations of it. Uh, it's Debian. I forgot what the other one is. Uh, but there's um, different commands to like install stuff and all that. It's essentially the same thing, but there's like slight variances. And so I wanted to be comfortable with like just always like trying to myself, right? So also was having fun with this because I always like Linux. Uh, it's always something that I always wanted but never did. So it's like having that like I always wanted a truck. I never bought it because it's kind of ridiculous. Same thing with Linux. Never right when I installed Linux on my laptop. My girlfriend's computer broke, so then I gave her my laptop, so that's gone, right? So, uh, um, but, uh, yeah, there's always, it's more convenience factor for Windows. A bunch of excuses why, right? Um, so, more comfortable, so I always go to that. But now, so I was like, there was a legit reason for me to learn Linux, so now I popped open on my server, and it was like, it was under the summer, and it was really hot, and I think it was like buzzing all the time, and that, you know, I try to go to sleep uh, and leave it on, so that way I could just come again back to referencing an earlier podcast making things easier for yourself to learn so leave stuff on don't turn it off um, make yourself a clean environment so that way it's easy for you to like enjoy sitting down so um yeah so i had to shut it off because it was so loud the fans were spinning so i'll turn it on um go eat breakfast come no i think i'll turn it on no i'll wake up eat breakfast read turn it on then lab then lab for like three hours, three, four hours, then like read again my notes and then just go to like chill after that. So yeah, I would, and at that point I was unemployed. So I was actually studying like six to eight hours a day. I was legit just like on this book. So um, I would read a chapter a day and sometimes two chapters a day. Uh, so initially when I first, the start of it was um, I read like a few chapters and then I um, like researched common questions you get with Linux. So I kind of like built all this like hodgepodge of information that entry level should know. 
and I made, uh, I don't think, did I make flashcards? I don't think I made flashcards. Maybe I made flashcards. I don't remember. This is a while ago. So, um, possibly made some flashcards and, um, and it kind of like went over some of these questions and what was questions. And then when I got the interview call, I actually was answering some of these stuff before he actually had a chance to ask them. So he would reference this. I would answer it, then do another one, do another one, do another one. And then he was like, oh, okay, okay. Uh. So the interview went quick. So I got the call. I got like, okay, great. Like, uh, we're going to call you. I think I'm going to set you off another. I'm like, how did I do? I was like super nervous. I was like, how did I do? Like, da, da, da. And he's like, well, I can't tell you this, but whatever. Look forward to it, whatever. And I never heard back. Um, so, and then like a month later, I replied. I'm like, hey, you know, was that you wanted a status? I know you guys said it takes a while. And uh, and they're like, no, no, that's no, great. Like, boom, like a week later. Oh, you got an interview now. I'm like, what the hell? Like, I guess they forgot about me. I don't know. So uh, I was like, okay, great. So I sent out. So then just, okay, in two weeks you have this interview. Because you go back and forth with some of their staff. Because you interview so many people. And I guess, like, they were building something. So there's not, like, a lot of... Uh, it was like hard to get people in the same room and they couldn't get me to travel because like something was happening. I don't know. So they actually wanted me to go into a data center and like do the whole nine, which I feel like I would have been able to sell myself more in person, but instead I had to do like a zoom. Uh, so, oh, Google hangout. So, um, okay. So then like, so I really started diving into this book. Right, this one, I, this was my Bible. I was reading this thing, uh, understanding like just the core concepts, how file structures work, and some of the stuff I skipped because like some of the text, creating text documents and all that. Like I didn't need to know that. I just need to know how the system structured. I they overdid it. Looking back now, I overdid it on Linux because on top of this, I took this course on Udemy, and it is, I wish. Now, why doesn't it give you... All right, so learn Linux uh, in five days and level up your career. All right, this is like 12 bucks. And then this is a... I want to give the author. Who's the author at, man? Um, let's see if I can... Yeah, so I click. I was like wondering why did it, why only have like twenty one percent? It's because like some of the stuff is like setting up your VM. Um, like you don't need to like like if, it depends. Like if you starting from that scratch, I didn't need to do. That. I already had my VM set up or had all that set up. Um, like also also based on the book, I already understood the difference between certain things. So um, I, I didn't need that introduction, so I skipped those features too. And I hate how this thing is like lagging on me right now. So right now I'm in UDB.com for everyone who's uh, just on audio. So this is it right here. Learn Linux in five days and level up your career. Uh, this is what I used. Now uh, let's dive back into it. I just wanted to show the picture and kind of how it looks. Uh, so that way when you guys search on Udemy, you guys can actually reference to it. It's a good book. I mean, that's a good uh, video series just because uh, it, it breaks down the basics. It's really not super complex. Uh, but also hits the points of what you're trying to do and then it allows you to lab it up um, very easily and I think for somebody who's just trying to get started and just like know what to do and the basic fundamentals uh, this is a good valued course so 
Um, boom, boom, boom. So it's like like this is all the stuff that goes like day two, like see five five days. So this is the five day stuff I did prior to the actual interview. So I waited a week before and then five one day, two day, three day, four day, five day, and then it was the interview. Or like one rest day and then the interview. Um scripting files, understanding LS output, all this stuff, like and I quizzed myself, did the whole nine. Um I also put like there's also downloadable resources you can uh cheat sheet just like all that stuff which really this thing is like super valuable uh those two things now when I f- so I didn't pass so one of the reasons why I didn't pass was because again I was too heavy on Linux it's funny it's like you would think that wouldn't be the case but in actuality what I, f- I feel like I failed was actual scripting they ask you, give me examples of scripting, like something you actually write out. Um, so for, for, for me, I'm not as versed as I would have liked. I think I buried myself too much in um, Linux. So after my Google interview, and again, um, my advice to everyone is that when you fail at achieving something take that as a positive and I'm like, all right that was that was a great learning experience um i had fun i had fun experiencing that and it was fun uh it was awesome how can i be better next time so i won't fail those are the type of things that um i, w- I always take from experiences like that so and also look at this i'm leveraging it for you guys content right content for you guys so uh so for me like once i failed it uh, I already had that one, so I had, I bought this Red Hat certified, I bought Linux Red Hat certification prep, bought that one, so the admin, and then this is uh, engineering one, and Linux bootcamp, uh, Linux administration, and then I bought, um, yeah, learn Python programming masterclass, learn Linux security, hardening physical security guy, Linux for engineers, practical Linux, GNS3. I think that was for networking. Uh, I learned uh, this one, Linux mastering, Linux command line, and automate the boring stuff with Python programming. So I bought more Linux and automation, automate boring stuff, uh, just because I want to leverage Linux for automation, right? So uh, this is, I heard is a perfect book. And then this one is enough learn Python programming masterclass and then Python automating the boring stuff and more Linux. That's just because, um, I think that would be beneficial period. So using Linux and Python conjunction, I feel like if I apply again for a data center technician, I'll actually get it now. Um, so that's kind of like what I took from it. Right. Um, also allowed me to put myself in perspective, the fact that I was actually sitting down, I was that close, like, I was so close getting in there, and uh, it's it super awesome, right, uh, you know, from somebody, I remember my mom always telling me, oh, like, one day you can probably work for Google, and I'm like, yeah, okay, mom, like, they're not, they hire programmers, like, I'm not a programmer, uh, mom doesn't know, like, at that stage, now she understands the difference now, but back then, she, she didn't understand the difference, and I was just like, oh, okay. and I didn't know that they 
had owned data centers. I didn't know they, I thought they always outsourced some of that stuff. Um, and I think they still do at some form. So that way they don't have to pay so many people. Um, they, they hire contractors and contractors come in and then they do the work uh, to save some money. But I think at the core people, they still have a core team, right? Uh, just like every other organization. Like they have their own MSP. They have an outsourced MSP, but at the same time they have in-house IT. So, uh, I I look I took this as an opportunity. I was like, you know what? This is um this is an experience. This is going to be amazing. And I wonder how they interview. What do they do? What's the differences? Uh, and the people there are great. I I never I, I didn't. Nothing really stood out to me either. On they weren't really particularly nice or mean, right? They were just like good cool people they're respectable there wasn't um i didn't have a bad experience interviewing with them uh the recruiter was super nice though that was for sure uh they're very responsive and yeah i, I can't really say anything negative about the, the staff that interviewed me now there's some places where you interview staff is great it's like oh man like that sucked that food was real cool or she was awesome like da 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 um and but uh in other places like oh it sucks i didn't i don't think that was like weird i don't even know if i want that sucks that i had that interview experience i really want to work there type of thing um but yeah the, the, the interview experience was like okay it wasn't anything it was very challenging i think it was also very nervous uh just because it was like so excited, I was very excited. That's that's honestly what it is. Because it's like I kept thinking, like, what if I get the offer? Like, what if I get the offer? Like, I actually get a uh, Google um, offer letter and for uh, for this position, and I was just like, dude, that'd be fucking crazy. Like, it's, it's amazing, right? So, um, just given from my my background, like where I came from, and then working there, it's just like it was, it's. I felt, I felt like it would have been like super big, ginormous leap. Um, and the fact that I was there, I was that close, right? It just puts you more in perspective on how far you're going. Because sometimes when you're like working on stuff and you're working on stuff, you feel like you're not. You have this imposter syndrome, and you feel like you're not uh, meeting the meeting the standards. You're not. There's always someone. Obviously, there's always people better than you, but. Um, you're looking at yourself like you're not good enough ever, right? Um, sometimes you you can feel that, especially when you're trying stuff and you're not. It's like you're not getting it right away. And it takes you more time, and you feel like you're always just kind of like grinding it out. You know, you're just battling through like the tests or challenges at work or something broke and you couldn't fix it, and then you had to wait a few days and you finally fixed it. And you're kind of just like going through these steps, right? Going through the mud is a good analogy and and you realize when you zoom out it's like the butt is like um it's it's not so like the mud is there but then there's like a shower thing there you're like oh i didn't see that because you're only seeing like a few feet in front of you but then if you go like 10 feet out you're like oh okay cool like just go through this real quick i'm gonna hop out and go take a shower i can rest and like do some coffee <laughs> like you know what i mean like oh like this is nice like oh i have been I've gone so far, uh, you turn around, and you're like, damn, like, way, like, I remember, and you keep telling these stories where you came from, and all these bad experiences you had, and all this negativity, da, 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 and you look back, and you realize, man, that was 
like 15 years ago, right? It's like, wow. And you look back and it's like an analogy. You're looking back and there's so many miles, miles, miles away. And you're like, you don't even see it anymore. And you have these glimpses of memories that you hold on to that bring down your insecurity. Or bring out your insecurity, I should say. Um, and, and then you get some of these experiences like this where uh, you realize how far you've gone because you've been so focused on just these few feet, these few feet, these few feet. Uh, you look up and you're like, damn, I've gone a while. It's, it's been, uh, and it, I'm not doing this to really just uh, toot my own horn, but it, it's like a whole thing where uh, appreciate where you're at, right? You appreciate where you're at, like put your life a little bit more in perspective. Um, and these little small steps uh, can get you somewhere where you don't even realize you could have been. You know, I didn't. I remember I applied this. I replied to Google. I think twice, and then I applied like two years ago too. I didn't get it. I didn't get the call, um, and then I applied twice, and then and then randomly I got it right, and I, I got let go, and then I got um like a month later or something like that. I got called. It's like what? Like cool, right? It's like it's working out, um, but. Which made me hung, my hungry, right? It allowed me to have the time because I was uh, pretty much had like two weeks to prepare, which is studying. I had a whiteboard of all the chapters I wanted to do that day or whatever. I like mark them down. So, and like I, and I went to into the interview thinking out know, full, full expectation to like blow it. I was like, they're probably gonna ask me some stuff, and I have no idea about. And I'm gonna have to tell you, know, I have, I'm sorry, like I, uh, I'm not familiar with that or whatever. I know uh, the only one was again the scripting thing was the very end. Um, but yeah, it, it's uh, and, and look at these tools that are used. Like I spent, uh, these were all like twelve bucks each when I bought them. Uh, but so like twelve dollars for the boot camp, the five day boot camp, and then this was twenty four bucks a while while back. So. For about under fifty dollars, and then my server, right? And my server, don't forget that. So my server spinning, do the whole nine. I got the rack here and all that. So uh, that was like three hundred dollars, right? So all these little p- bits and pieces that I built um, throughout my career, like where I needed them, like a bottom, referenced them when I needed to. Again, like I said, I use a server for other stuff at work, uh, my old jobs, and then now I use it for preparation for an interview. Like a lot of these like little cheap parts, um, and you guys may think like, okay, well, some people who uh, don't may not know about servers and all that, but a three hundred dollars server at your house is extremely cheap. You know, in reference to something even close to brand new, which is like two to three thousand dollars, right? Uh, a very imagine a very very expensive computer is about equivalent to a um, a very 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 cheap low grade server, brand new. So if you get something used at three hundred dollars or less, that's about a two to three thousand dollar server, brand new. Uh, when it was back then, like it was, if it was new back, if it was new now, it'd be three grand. If you fast forward about five years, it's now, no, actually maybe more, maybe like ten years. Something I have to look at the gen. This is depending on whatever, depending on what, depending on a lot of factors. Point is, is that if it was brand new, it'll probably be like two three grand. Now it's about two to three hundred dollars with hard drives. So, and you don't need something that's robust. You can't just need something for it to work for about a year. Like if you do solid labbing 
and solid stuff for a year and for 300 bucks that'll that'll give you more experience than a certification will like and for example um hmm, like an a plus if you get the a plus and study and take the test that's about um like 200 bucks in investment like 500 bucks uh 50 i'm sorry for 50 bucks for the book 150 dollars for the test actually no i think it's more I was about to say, about, I think it's more money to to take the test. Um, because I think right here you can refer like the by exam. And my internet's like so garbage right now because of the look at, look at shit, man. Exam a voucher $226 plus a $50 book. That's like ish, right? So maybe under, maybe you can get it for 20 bucks. So $250, right? So that'll get you certified, right? That That's your certification test. Now with a server under $300, three, for $300, you get a server and you plug it in. You don't even, you can put it on the f floor, all right? Plug it into your Netgear router you have from Comcast, or whatever ISP you got. Get your laptop that you have or desktop, plug it into it, start labbing it. Um, in conjunction with this, or just do that at while you're working at Kohl's and buy a cookbook, which is another, let's just say 50 bucks, right? So $350 versus $250, you get a server, a book, a cookbook, you do lab, put that in a resume, say, uh, Linux administration, uh, whatever, Linux, Windows administration, all the stuff you've done, whatever, whatever, whatever. One year experience with the following, and then you have like all your Windows Server stuff. You study, do all that, uh, and then you apply. I bet you will get around the same interviews as a A plus certification, right? Uh, just because a lot of places don't put that as a minimum. A lot of people who are in IT don't have a certification or aren't certified. You'd be surprised how many people are not certified. They get hired based on real world experiences. Oh, I've done this, I've done that. I've so they've sold themselves based on a conversation that they had with the interviewer, and they got lucky, right? So again, luck and timing. Like you have to be in a, the right person at the right time frame, and some luck to get the job. Because, like I said in other podcasts, like, they might be in a bad mood. They might not like you. Maybe the perfect buy. Da, 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 da. So again. Like the server stuff at home, labbing it, doing some real world stuff that applies directly to enterprise level equipment um, is extremely beneficial. And I would say it, it may be equally beneficial to very low level certifications. So if you do both, right, if you do this A plus in conjunction with the server and just do all that, that'll be extremely amazing um, just because you get double the stuff. You like A plus certification, you get certified and you get some of that experience. So um yeah, like I would, uh, I wouldn't invest as you can, right? Um, if you feel like you still kind of need um, some of that, uh, just kind of like reading material to kind of get you started because you don't even know what to do with the server and type of stuff like that. Like, uh, go ahead and read the A plus. I would always read a server book first, just because you're directly relating to a server. A plus kind of teaches you how a computer system turns on, turns off, what a processor is and does. 
It's just a processor. What does a RAM do and does? What are the like meanings to certain things? Kind of like jargon, right? Like I said, I don't know if you need. But the thing is that that, book, that I took the exam and failed it, right? Um, like I said before, my other podcast, like I didn't. I I studied it to learn it, not study it to get certified, which is again difference. My opinion, where certification you were super in depth. Learning is you kind of you understand the basic concepts and and you understand certain things if you read it a few times, but you don't have it to memory like that. Uh, I never wanted it to have it at that point. Um, but in any case, so that's what I did, right? I used my home lab. I used uh, Udemy, five day training boot camp for Linux, and then this book. And this book helped me a lot too. I did like some uh, one of the buddies at my old job. He um, he gave me some like security games and you go and like find files and go through stuff and use Linux. I use this book to reference some of the stuff because you forget like listing and listing hitting items, hidden files and, and uh, navigating through stuff and changing directories and stuff like that. You forget like if you don't use it enough, you're always going to forget stuff. So uh, I always I use this as a reference. Probably going to buy it again because I gave it to my tech. So that way I wanted him to be. We have a Linux server uh, at, at my job, so I kind of wanted him to be like my system guy. I have him doing AWS too, and and just so that way, look, I I preach like I also I practice what I preach, right? So uh, I have AWS. I purchased a master class for the DevNet DevOps right track to be a DevNet engineer developer for AWS, and then I have these uh, BSphere's understanding of what uh just like the up-to-date versions of uh, vmware right vsphere and v uh vsan so uh yeah here it is virtual sand um yeah so that's pretty much kind of wrapped it up on my google interview right uh what i did what i what i've learned um and uh Maybe try it again. Oh, like I didn't even read this one off. Python developer. Zero to mastery. So yeah, about three things after um, my Google interview. So three and three. So what I learned there is honestly, I have the most intense interview that I've ever been in. Pretty much, I don't think any other other interview um, like matches in intensity that I've had yet. So uh, even before, I've had people... Go in there and take literally a test, like a 40 question test. Boom, boom, boom. Here's the thing. All right, see you later. Uh, versus uh, this one, where it's like back to back interviews, all kinds of different technical questions coming from different areas. It's about 30 minutes each to 45. Um, so it was about four of them in one day, then a phone call interview. Uh, and then there was Linux. It was like Linux scripting and networking. Those are kind of like what I would do, do it again. I would, uh, for me, I would switch them. I'll put scripting, Linux, and then network in the very end because uh, I pretty much actively study that now on a daily basis. So, uh, yeah, uh, that's my advice to you. Whenever you fail something, you attempt to fail, you get you fail, just keep, take it as learning experiences and put that in your book, in your library of like knowledge and then keep trying, right? Uh, and then for Google itself, if you're looking at this to prepare yourself for Google, um, real world examples and then um, look up top uh, basic Linux questions and then look up those 
um, they always like file structure is a big one. How to like list something processes like and I've had interviews where I had Linux questions. Also use old interviews. I apply it to this one. It's like, all right, what are they asking before? This is what I'm uh, like for sure get this time. All right. And then uh, pretty much they're all kind of the same. They all pull from the same questions. It's like Windows Server. They always ask you the same question. What's the DNS? What's DHCP? What's ports? And da, 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 da. What's RDP port? Like, like basic questions that they ask. Maybe I should do a um, a podcast on that, like five Windows Server questions and five Linux questions that a system administrator interviewer um, will, or I guess interviewee. Yeah, uh, will ask you um, for uh, for this for a system administrator position, whether it's Linux or uh, Windows Server. Just got experience with both now, uh, and not just with Google. I've had several ones, uh, even moving me out of state again uh, for a Linux administrator and Windows, like a hybrid one. So I had a few interviews, uh, and I've I've passed majority. I think Google's the only one I didn't pass uh, for the Linux stuff. So. Uh, and then I think I got the Linux stuff down, but I just didn't get the scripting. So, uh, which I thought I was able to do enough, uh, but I guess not. So, those uh, questions are hard. Uh, so, yeah, like, so again, for a data center technician, uh, scripting, Linux, and networking. Um, and then, and yeah, just be positive. Uh, try not to be so nervous. And that's kind of my feedback. So, uh, and get that, get that home lab. I'm telling you guys, get that home lab. So, uh, I think we'll wrap it up here. Really appreciate you guys. Peace.